0: things theology all things theology we chop it up properly without an apology gotta get dexology to god hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology yo 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 grace and peace grace and peace welcome back to another episode of all things theology and yes i do look a little different today hope you noticed (laughs) hope you guys are doing well make sure you like this video subscribe to the channel if you're not and as always click the notification bell so you can be aware when i go live i drop content you'll be aware of that today i want to talk about i want to talk about ecclesiology yes that is the doctrine of the church and so i will be taking questions along with it as i explain some of these things hopefully this will be an encouraging episode it's going to be more of a uh teaching episode and so hopefully you're ready hopefully you have your bibles ready yeah christ cleaned me up and he cleaned me up right (laughs) my wife hates it uh someone asked what the song is if you go to my channel type in clean search for that you will find that song yes that's a song i made recently but but before we get into the festivities a word from our sponsor this episode is brought to you by trisha ramos real estate is a move in your near future did you know Trisha Ramos is a local realtor in DFW and can actually help you in all 50 states across America? Maybe you have heard of her or Fish with Trish segments on the way of the master radio with Ray Comfort and Wretched Radio. As she fished for souls, now she is listing and fishing. Contract today if you like to list your home and have her help you fish for a new one. Message her today for help at list and fishwithtrish.com. Contact information is in the description if you'd like to hear more. Now, let's continue our our show today. So yes, as I stated, I want to talk about ecclesiology. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, This episode also is brought to you by Waterloo. (laughs) Stay fresh and clean with your Waterloo. And so, you guys know I got to take a drink. (sighs) Yes, sponsor coming soon from Waterloo. No, in all seriousness, guys, I want to uh, talk about ecclesiology because um, if you're anything like me, you didn't know what to believe about the doctrine of the church. You may have heard people saying things like I am the church. You know, I don't need to go to some institutionalized church, some building. Right. Because I am the church. Right. You you probably heard things like that. So. I want to lay out, um, man, I, I could even go on each point, a full episode, but what I want to do is, is give a quick, but, uh, informative view of what the church is and is not. Okay. And so let me bring up my notes section here and let's talk about the church. Like I said, if you guys have any questions while we're going through this, please do not be afraid to ask as some of these things might be confusing. It might be new to you, but as always, I want to come with Bible, so if you have your Bibles, be ready because we will be going through some verses as well. So, what are the true marks of a church? What is a church, right? What are the things that distinguish right a Christian church from a mosque, right? A a a from Islam, from other things. <laughs> nice chin, thank you, thank you, my love. <laughs> so I, I wrote down. I, I I thought through these with the help of others. Um, I gather some things that I think are must for the church. And first and foremost, I say that the uh the the church must have a biblical understanding of the good news. What what do I mean by that? Well, there's two places in scripture I think we should go. So first verse we're going to go to is Galatians 1, verses 6 through 9. Right? The the gospel is so important for the church so much that if we get the gospel wrong that that this institution, this place is not even considered a church biblically. I would make that a uh, that high charge. Right. So Galatians one. It says, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Right. I love this verse right here. Not that there is another one. Speaking of the gospel, There, there is not another gospel. Right. We only have one gospel. Right. But there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. So there, there's always going to be people uh, throughout the ages, throughout the generations that are trying to distort the, uh, the gospel. Verse eight. But even if we or an angel from heaven and, and when, when Paul uses we, I believe he's speaking of uh, the apostles, right? If, if the apostles turn, if an angel comes from heaven, preaches a dis- different gospel contrary to the one. We preach to you. Let him be a curse. Right. Wow. Like that that, that term is even uh, stronger. It's anathema. Right. You're in a curse. You're a holy curse is placed upon you if you have a different gospel. That's why I say the first marking of a church should be a biblical understanding of the gospel. Right. Verse nine, as we have said before. So now I'll say again, it's like <laughs> Paul labors his point just in case you didn't hear me. Right. Just in case the ink smudges while being transported to this church, I'm going to say it again for you. Right. <laughs> if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you receive, let him be accursed, Right. Let him be an anathema. So the gospel must be foremost. We must know what the gospel is. Right. We must preach a biblical gospel. And that's why I also have First uh, Corinthians 15. Verses uh, one through six, but maybe mainly one through three or one through four. Uh, Paul goes on in first Corinthians 15, one through four. He says, now I'll remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preach to you, which you receive, which you stand and by which you are being saved. If you hold fast to the word I preach to you, unless you believed in vain. So, so much I can pack, unpack just right there. Right. But verse three, he, he, he lays out the ingredients of the gospel for I delivered to you. As a first importance, so the gospel is the first importance. So Anola says, "I am looking for a local and currently visiting churches in in my area." Amen, Anola. So I'm glad you were here because I know you asked the question last time about I believe uh, church discipline and some issues of the church. So hope feel free to ask questions as, as I go along. Hopefully you'll you'll be around. You're able to stick around and um just be encouraged and edified about this. So let me read verse three again. For I deliver it to you as a first importance. What I also receive. So the gospel that Paul received, the biblical gospel, right, is of first importance. This is what this is what the church falls or stands on. You have a false gospel. You're no longer considered a church. Right. True gospel. Now you got a good starting point. Right. So he received this gospel that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures that he was buried in. That he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scripture. So the gospel is centrally evolving the life, death, and burial, resu- resurrection of Christ. Right, he 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 died for our sins, right. His life, he was buried, right. He 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 truly died, right. And that he was raised. There was a true resurrection. And then he you know he appeared to the twelve to Cephas and then to the twelve. Then he appeared more than five hundred brothers at one time. Most of them who are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. So that, there's historical precedence into this so <clears throat> brothers and sisters make sure and all these are going to be things to look for when you're visiting a church or you're looking for a church right so i i, I believe the gospel's first most first, first most and understanding a biblical conversion right understanding A biblical doctrine of conversion when i speak of a conversion i'm 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 thinking of things like faith and repentance is is the object of the faith that this church is teaching because faith has an object faith you know many churches you know if i if you anything like me you grew up in word of word of faith churches and faith was just this nebulous thing it was like just believe and have faith right it's like faith in what faith in whom right Faith has an object and that object is Jesus Christ. So that should be the conversion of which uh, people are telling you to place your faith in. And also the same side of the coin. Right. Faith and repentance. Right. We would believe upon Christ. Right. And then we repent of our sins. Right. And so, yeah, I know uh, Kevlar's trolling. Bro, if you keep on, I'm just going to block you. I mean, you've been kind of doing this for the last two days. I I would appreciate it if you stop. So this is your final warning. If you don't going to be out. So. So. um, Yeah, ignore him unless he continues in the mods. You have the liberty, (laughs) the free will to block Kev. (laughs) He'll like that one. But nevertheless, and, and when I speak of the gospel, I'm including things like justification, right? Justification is a gospel issue, right? We are justified by faith alone. In Christ alone, right? No, no. no as, as the hymn goes, nothing in my hand I bring simply to the cross I cling, right? There is nothing else that can save man besides Christ. As as the reformers said, we are saved by works. Pauls, But it's Christ's works we're saved by, not ours. <laughs> yes, works do save, but not our works. Christ's work. And so our hope totally when it comes to the gospel, when it comes to justification, is simply... His um his uh his death, his burial and his resurrection. And so um we'll get into more issues of that. Thank you. God bless you, Joshua. I appreciate it. We'll get to uh, other um order salutus. Yes, this is live. I'm glad you're here in times. We'll get to more uh ordosalutis issues, especially when it comes to sanctification. But right now, I just want to lay out why the gospel and conversion is essential when you're looking for a church. So next, and this is encompassing the whole doctrine of the church, right? I put sound doctrine, right? Sound doctrine is a must when you're looking for a church. Churches that want to explain the Bible, right? Um, And and I'll go deeper into this aspect too, that want to see you grow deeper in the doctrines of the Bible, uh, the doctrines of God, right? And so verses I use to uh, prove this is, Acts 2.42, right? Sound doctrine is a must. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and the prayer. So there's a standard, there's a certain doctrine we are to devote ourselves to. And that is that doctrine that, that exists apostolically, right? That That is a, that the apostles taught. We're not to go make up our own thing, right? We don't have liberty to just invent our own version of Christianity, right? We have a standard that is, uh, did the apostles teach this doctrine that we are uh, telling other people, right, uh, that the elders are telling people to conform to? Right. So we, we, we don't get to invent Christianity. <laughs> we have a standard by which we are to uh, teach. And, uh, you know, as as the elders, they have a standard which they are to command others to live by Titus two one. But as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. Right? Uh, I'll answer this right here. Nicholas Adams says, I had to leave the church. My family went to. They were not preaching the gospel. They were super vague in their statements of beliefs. After much research online, I realized it was a seeker sensitive. Uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm very sad. So I hope this will be an encouragement to you. I, guys, I, I hope all who are watching that this, this uh, particular episode, this particular show, will be an encouragement to you if you're looking for a church or if you already have a church and you're seeing wow a lot of a lot of the stuff my church does it lines up with what the bible teaches so um yes today i labored a l- little bit over a lot of this information that i'm bringing to you so hopefully it's encouraging um, i'm glad you all are here and watching if you can like this video um not subscribe subscribe just so uh you know more people will hear about this so um Uh, josh man you're you're a true blessing to the channel man true blessing i'll say that again and again (laughs) titus 2 1 titus 2 1 but as for you teach what accords with sound doctrine right we talked about that titus 1 9 previous chapter he must hold firm and this is speaking of an elder the context of titus titus timothy they're known as the pastoral epistles um they're known as the pastoral pillars, and really, it's a charge at it's 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 an ecclesiology. Uh, the first uh, Timothy, second Timothy, Titus—they're ecclesiastical books, right? Um, yeah, I've been away to too many church seekers, sensitive churches, kind of annoying. I I I understand. I feel you. So this this charge to Titus, Titus is it's, it's uh, Paul trying to encourage Titus. Uh, let's listen to what he says. He must hold firm, speaking in the context of an elder he must hold firm, the elder must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught so that he he may be able to give instruction, notice this, in sound doctrine. But not only that, for all the people who get mad and say, oh, just leave the false teachers alone and also to rebuke those who contradict it. So not only are we to preach sound doctrine, right? That's the offense. Offensively, we are to preach uh, truth also rebuke those who contradict it, right? That's our defense. We 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 have an offensive and defensive game plan. Sister Asha Jackson, hope I pronounced that right. Sorry if I didn't. Something that woke me up was other people saying their their churches go through the Bible each year. My church has never gone in depth. They just pull random verses each week. Wow, I'm I'm very sad to hear that. Um I do want to offer some resources, so please stick around. Uh, Miss Jackson, <laughs> and uh, hopefully these resources will be helpful in finding a biblical church because that's my, that's my goal, guys. Um, I was actually convicted because although I do think I'm obeying that verse, right, rebuke those who contradict it, I'll also want to give instruction in sound doctrine. And so, guys, I'll be doing more of this offensive teaching as well as defensive, like, rebuke. So, um, I hope you guys will be ready for that. Grace and peace, Rob MC. Good to see you in the chat. I want to help others, you know, when it comes to this and providing. I, I, I think the, the the doctrine of the church, uh, ecclesiology, is an underrated doctrine. It's often um, neglected. And so hopefully this will give you a full or view of what the church is to be and what it's not. Um, I am in Jamaica and I can't find a Bible based teaching church. It's difficult, man. I. My heart grieves with all you guys who have been saying, hey, um, that I can't find a biblical church that that is not what's supposed to be the the norm or standard. Right. Right. If we have faithful men, we are to it shouldn't be hard for believers to find a biblical church. But it really just shows the state of the culture everywhere that um, the Bible tells us there will become a day when men will not endure sound doctrine, ironically enough. Right. And so hopefully this will be helpful um matter of fact in the verse i'm about to read it's, i'm literally going to bring that up second timothy four two through four preach the word grace and peace sylvia preach the word be ready in season and out of season Repuve, rebuke and exhort with com- complete patience and teaching for the time is coming when people will not endure sound doctrine Man, right? Isn't that true in our culture, man? Isn't it true? People do do not endure sound doctrine today. But they have itching ears and they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off in the mist. Sometimes, guys, I'll sit back and I'll I'll be sad for the people who are under false teachings, right? And then verses like this will kind of be like, man, I can't even feel sad for them because they're the ones who have itching ears and accumulate. For themselves, teachers to suit their own passions. (laughs) It's like they want this false teaching, right? So, guys, we have to have a church that is preaching uh, false uh, sound doctrine. Someone says there's a female co-pastor or preacher. Run absolutely. Um, Funny enough, a question after that says, "The Moore family, grace and peace. Good to see you here, my friend." He says, "Is it worth leaving a church that has female elders and minister, but the pastor primarily?" But the pastor teaches primarily. Whew. Good question, man. Very great question. Here's what I would say. I would say yes, because I believe if a church has already um compromised on such a clear issue of the Bible on uh you know male leadership, male elders, they them uh they've probably compromised on other issues. Granted, I fail not to see it, uh, but Every time I see a female pastor, LGBTQ stuff comes along with it. I I, I don't know why, or they're soft on other issues. I, I would not encourage. I would encourage you as best as you can to find a church that has a biblical view of eldership. Okay. Okay. Sorry, my wife is giving me uh giving me uh advice, so I'll <laughs> I will uh make sure I heed that information. Okay. So remember the two things we've already talked. What a church must have the gospel and overarching principle behind that sound doctrine. Okay, I'm not going to spend too much time on this next point because I don't want this to be controversial, I want this to be an encouragement video. But and I'll say this so, my next point is the biblical sacraments. A church should, um, I'll answer Anola's question here in a second. Let me finish this point and I'll get back to you, sister. Uh, the church should have a view. Uh, they, they should be doing the biblical sacraments. That is baptism and the Lord's Supper. Now, uh, you know, there's Presbyterian views of that. Baptists, we may disagree on how to do that uh, Some in some sense. But the issue is we should be doing it. We should be dispensing the elements, right? You should be taking the Lord's Supper, um, um, you know, according to your elders' conscience, and and believers should be uh, being baptized in that church. Like I said, that's what I'm going to say right now. I don't want it to get controversial. I don't want this video to be a, a, a disagreement. But I think at some basic level, all forms of uh, denominations will agree with what I just said. Uh, let me answer a question here. She Anola says, I would like to know what is the role of women in the church. If you're looking for a sound doctrine, should that be a criteria? Very good point. So, um, there might be uh ranges of belief in this. So, hopefully, I'll, I'll say this. Let's let's follow through the paradigm I'm going to give, and then maybe we can get into. I will say this though: the Bible does not teach women el- women being the elders. Right? That is to be. The Bible is very clear that the the man is supposed to have authority over uh that women are not to have authority over men in the context of, uh, eldership. And so I'll, I'll, I'll say that, um, uh, yeah, so you you do have a lot of female pastors out there. So, (laughs) yeah, so, and and the reason why I think, man, the Lord's Lord's love is so, Needed because it's it's a reminder of the cross work of Christ. It's a reminder that He gave His life, He shed His blood, and I I, I I like to often reflect on that when we take the Lord's Supper. Baptism, it is a great reminder when you see someone newly converted, right, and you're just like hearing their testimony of how the Lord saved this wicked sinner, right? And in His encouragement, I've I've witnessed so many t- testimonies, um. So many testimonies of um, people getting saved. I mean, you're just like nearly in tears just hearing this, like reminded of the gospel and thankful that the Lord saved them. My wife asked the question, but what can women do in the church? Great question. OK, women can do a lot of things. And I think women, <laughs> my face looks naked. Thank you. <laughs> uh, women can do a lot of things in the church. They can serve. I mean, you even look in the ministry of Christ uh, and the apostles. Women were very helpful to the uh ministry of christ they, they can serve they, they they assist and and many of the ministries often cannot be done without women right they they, they teach the children they they are uh discipling older women discipling younger women um so many things uh but the 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 yes as uh this gentleman says women can do everything believe the teacher i i agree uh when it comes to over men right uh children other women I'm, I'm totally cool with there being a woman teacher, uh, but but yes, uh, great question about my wife. So uh, let's continue on. So we got right biblical gospel, overarching principle of uh, sound doctrine and biblical sacraments. The next point I have is church discipleship and growth. This should be happening in the local church, the local body. Sally, many cases it is not being done. And so I have church discipleship and growth. I kind of have them uh, similar on this point. Uh, First verse I want to go to is Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. It says, and Jesus came and said to them, all the authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. So it's it's also a command to evangelize, ironically enough, right? Uh, Go, therefore, and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. And of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am always with you to the end of the day. So there's a form of discipleship that should be happening. Uh, also will um Second <clears throat> Timothy two, verse two says, And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust right? So right, so um entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So this is the cycle of discipleship, right? Disciple the cycle of discipleship. So we disciple others, faithful men, and then they turn around and they teach others. This is what this, Bi- this uh, Bible principle is teaching, right? We teach faithful men, and, and then we encourage them to teach others or women to teach others, right? And so the uh, the You know, we disciple cycles, as I've heard it said, right? This this is how it should be going. This is only going to strengthen the church because it can't be all on the elders. Right. The elders should have faithful men who they trust, who are breaking down the sermon to others, who are explaining things that, you know, you you know, other people in the church are, are, are maybe weak at struggling with. This should be happening in the local church and. By growth, do you mean maturation? Absolutely. This is the verse I'm going to uh, demonstrate to prove that. Philippians 1. Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. It says, um, And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment. So this idea of we should be growing, right? It should be abounding. Your knowledge and your discernment. So, so and, and I guess and like I said I partnered that in with discipleship because I think that I believe that is key. I believe that is key. Right. If, if we are discipling others, then we should be seeing growth in others. Right. So another healthy mark of the church. So so far, we have gone through biblical gospel. Right. Sound doctrine, biblical sacraments and discipleship and growth. OK, next marker of the church. Let me take a. Let me take a little break and get a little drink. (laughs) Strawberry flavor of Waterloo, just by the way, guys. (laughs) So next marker of a sound, healthy church is a biblical, the biblical understanding of multiple leadership. And what I mean, that is uh, dual elders, uh, more. uh, uh, Yeah, multiple elders. We see one of the principles of Paul when he would plant a church. When the church would be planted, um, yeah, so I'm not Catholic, so I wouldn't agree with uh, seven uh, <laughs> seven uh, sacraments, so we would disagree there. I don't see any of those in scripture. But anyways, <clears throat> uh, so multiple elders, I'll give one verse just to demonstrate that, but it's it's all over the Bible, all over the Bible, especially Acts, you see this idea of uh, this, this multiple eldership. Uh, Acts 14, verse 23. Uh, The Bible says, and when they had appointed elders for them in every church with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they have believed. So this idea of elders and that that's it's a uh, (laughs) it's elders. It's it's, you know, it's more than one elders. Right. We are to have more than one elder. Not only that. Not only that. Someone said I went to a church one time where they took turns letting the congregation preach every Sunday. And, oh, boy, that sounds <laughs> that sounds like a mess right there. So, so more than one elder, I would say at least two. Uh, obviously, size determines all of that. Um, size would determine that. But so more than one. And the quality of those uh, elders should be that they're qualified. Right. You should have qualified elders, not just one person who can teach good. Yes, that is a, a you know one qualification, but their lifestyle should match. And the verse I go to to demonstrate that is First Timothy, 3, uh, three, one through seven. You will see the biblical qualifications of an elder. Oftentimes, what goes into to the decision making of someone who is an elder? Well, you should see these qualities in the elders. The saying this saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. So, it's first right there. If a man desires um, the office of overseer, elder, it's, it's a great thing to 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 uh, desire that. But we have to keep going. Right. Um, therefore, an overseer must be above reproach. The husband of one wife, that's key. Just saying sober minded, self-control, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard. I mean, you, we can even break all those downs of what that it really goes into. But the point I'm making is an elder should be, right? He should be called and qualified, right? And I get that calling from he has to desire it. This should not be something forced upon an elder where he doesn't really want to teach, but ah, I'm just going to do it. No, he should desire to teach, right? He should desire that. Uh, so, so yeah. Um, and also... <clears throat> another drink here also um uh l- let me let me address don't complain just complain look if, if right right now i'm teaching if if afterwards you would like to uh you know discuss some of these issues, that's fine but i, I don't want it to be a distraction for uh the video so if if, if right now we can uh you know, otherwise I'll just have to, to, you know, to mute you or block you because I don't want it to be a distraction. But let's keep going. Um, also, not only the elders, but I would give a same admonition. If you read after that text from First uh, Timothy three, uh, starting at verse eight, it goes on to the deacons. It goes to the deacons. And so um, deacons are to be, I would argue, multiple deacons. And they are to be qualified and the deacons really exist to serve the elders. I mean you, you go to Acts and talk about um Hold on let me let me do something right in so there you go. There you go. <laughs> you know. Is Bible is marriage mentioned in the Bible? Okay. So is riding a donkey. That doesn't make it a sacrament. That's absurd. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so Again, multiple deacons, multiple deacons, multiple elders, and they all are to be qualified. Let's continue on. Um, Let's see, let's see. (laughs) My wife said I shouldn't have done this live. (laughs) Sorry. Um, I'll say this. So yes, they're qualified. Um, I want to bring this topic up too because i'll say this uh, let me another marker is submission to elders <coughs> submission to elders yes the bible talks about obeying elders let me let me bring up a couple texts first peter five. 1 peter five first peter chapter five one through five okay Says so. I exhort the elders among you, as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you. Exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly. This 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 verse is going to be very key to what a uh, a marker that I'm going to bring up in a little bit. I'll I'll, I'll spoil it, but church membership. I believe church membership is a uh, biblical Position And verse 2 really kind of gets into it Because notice The sh- the shepherd knows his flock These are people That have, have committed themselves Under his authority Let me continue on Not domineering over those In your charge but examples of the flock And when the chief shepherd Appears you will receive the unfading crown of glory Likewise you who are younger be to be subject to your elders, right? Submit. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility towards one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Another verse. Hebrews 13, 7. Obey your leaders. Contextually, this is talking about elders. And submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls. Another verse for church membership. As those who will give an account, let them do this with joy and not groaning, for that will be a no advantage to you. So, Let's move into why church membership is essential. Uh, Oftentimes, uh, you know, I've heard the, you know, well, I am the church. I don't need to commit myself. But there are two analogies the Bible gives that I think reflect the doctrine of church membership. That's marriage. And that's the example of the body. Marriage and the example of the body. Right. Right. So marriage, right, ultimately reflects our relationship with the church right and christ right but ultimately you know so that's that's our union with christ right uh so uh, but also the idea of when we join a church we are committing ourselves as you would do in a marriage and the body example same concept but let me let me go why let me demonstrate why church membership is necessary as someone saying is denying, church membership is necessary I'm gonna I'm give I'ma give some text. I'll give a text and then I'll show why the case is to be. Yes, this is why you should take the time to uh, take the time to find the church. Yes. Hebrews 10 25. Hebrews. Uh, yes, you're a member of the church, not the church holy. Amen. Hebrews 10 verses. Hebrews 10 22 through 25. Sorry. It says, Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession. Notice, notice the language is let us. This is a corporate people that the author of Hebrews is talking about. Let us for he who promises faithful and let us, (laughs) let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works. Guys, this is not talking about your little Facebook group. You got that, that you want to replace as church. It's, that's not, remember, they didn't have Facebook, social media. They had the church and that was it. Not neglecting to meet together. So what are we not to do? Not neglect to meet together, as is the habit of some. Wow. You don't want to be in that habit, right? Not Not meeting together. But encourage one another. That means you're you're together, you're corporately. Remember, they didn't have cell phones and pin pal. You they had to meet to encourage one another publicly. See, like social media, like all the online stuff, messes people's view up of the church. And the reason why I did this as well because I think COVID has messed up a lot of people's view of the church. Right? People, I mean, for years they still haven't opened up their church. Just saying, I, I may I may speak to that more later. Yes. How do you receive communion without the local church? The Bible. Let me say this. The Bible assumes that you would be in church. You know why? Here's a couple of reasons. Like I said, I brought up the member analogy, the marriage analogy. But you know that the the, that the uh, the letters of the gospel, the the uh, the, you know, um, epistles, you know, Paul's letters were written to churches. They weren't written to individual Christians. (laughs) They were written to churches. So if you were not in a church in the Apostle Paul's day, you wouldn't have received part of the revelation that God has had for the body. Because guess what? They were read together corporately. Apostle Paul would write a letter and they would read it to the church. So you wouldn't have received a letter from the apostles, which you're no church having attitude. Oh, I don't need the church. That is an arrogant attitude to have. Yes, you do need the church. You do need the body. You're not to live the the Christian Christianity is not a maverick life. It's not to be lived one in isolation. Get in the church, join that church, serve that church, and quit being selfish. Because guess what? I need you. I need you. <laughs> I I, I I don't I, maybe I'm not as strong as you maybe you have it all together we have the Bible yes and that Bible tells us to gather together like I said and and here's another issue you wouldn't be able to 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 participate in church discipline apart from the local church which is my next point yes per God instructions gather together <laughs> yes people see now I'm, I'm not gonna go there I'm not gonna go there next point church discipline church discipline yes a a church that does not have church discipline I would argue is not a biblical church I'm gonna I'm gonna demonstrate that I'm going to demonstrate that. But guys, if you if you have your Bible member uh go to Matthew 18 15 through 20. We're going to we're going to hang out here for a little bit, okay? We're going to hang out right here. The Bible's clear on on uh gathering to church. So we've already proven that. But the issue of church discipline should be happening. Which, which, is, which is a strong case for why people are to gather together because this is not something you do over Facebook. And we're going to show that. Matthew 18, 50 to 15, 15 to 20. If your brother sins against you, so this is in the context of the local church. We're going to show that. If a brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you gain your brother. Amen. So if someone sins against you, uh, you know, you you, you address him on his fault, he repents. Amen. It's between y'all two. No one else has to know. I would argue no one else should know. Verse 16. But if he does not listen, right, he refuses to repent when you acknowledge their fault, their sin. Let's be explicit. Their sin. Take one or two others along with you that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. So someone sins, you address them, right? They refuse to repent. You bring two or three others to to, to as witnesses, right? Like, hey, he won't repent. I've, I've talked to him or her. Hey, we're gonna bring some other people into this because we're gonna get this solved. Right? Verse 17. If he refuses to listen to them, that is, the corporate people, brothers who have come to address the sin, if he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. So now, right, you address somebody's sin, they refuse to repent, you bring it to two or three others, they still refuse to repent. We're going to tell it to the whole body now. We're going to tell it to the whole body, right, as a warning if they still refuse to listen, even to the church. So now everybody's involved. Notice what happens to this person. Let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Wow. So this person is to be, not to be associated with. That's the language of Gentile and tax collector. Uh, Verse 18, truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. I've seen this verse abused so much to talk about um, uh, you know, all sorts of things, but in the context, this is talking about church discipline, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Verse eighteen go alongs with that because again it says again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them in my uh sorry, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. So verse eighteen and nineteen are conjoined statements. And verse twenty as well. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. I've heard this verse used to, oh, this is why I don't need the church because as long as two or three Christians are gathered, that's church. That's not what this verse is talking about. Yes, binding and loosing Satan. I've heard that so many times. This verses eighteen through twenty is speaking about God actually being in agreement with the with the rebuke of church discipline. That if they do not listen, you have a heavenly witness that joins in. agreement with the elders and the whole church wow that 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 is amazing that that should be terrifying that should be terrifying about those who refuse to repent once they've been placed on church discipline guys and if you've been in church any long if you've been in any church uh, any biblical church that practices church discipline i'll say that um uh you you've probably seen church discipline. I unfortunately have been um I've seen church discipline not not me being a church discipline act but um I have seen church discipline carried out amongst members of the church I'm going to I've I've gone to. It's a sad. Nothing we rejoice in. Nothing we rejoice in. Another verse that speaks of church discipline. First uh, Corinthians 5, verse one through five. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, a kind that is not tolerated even among pagans for a man has his father's wife. So, um, you know, there's a context. I mean, it's very clear what it's talking about. It's like, even the pagans aren't doing this, right? It's kind of this incestuous relationship going on. Um, And verse two and, Hold on, let me see this quick. Okay, all right. Verse two, and you are arrogant. Ought you not rather to mourn? Let him who has done this be removed from among you. So, the person on church discipline is to be removed. Hey, you're not welcome to come to this body unless you repent first. Then we'll gladly receive you. And the rest of that is gonna bear out. For though... Absent in body I'm present in spirit as it is present I have already pronounced Judgment On the one Who did such a thing When you are assembled in the name of the Lord Jesus And my spirit is present with the power Of our Lord Jesus you are to deliver this Man to Satan so church discipline Is a deliverance to Satan for destruction of the flesh So that his spirit may be saved In the day of the Lord so Um we, we are to deliver them to Satan. Hey, look, you, you're you not a part of the body until you repent. And this is supposed to right, purge the evil from among you. And this is in hopes to see them repent. That's the hope of church discipline. Someone said, did Marcus Rogers make me shave? <laughs> no. <laughs> Funny, though. <laughs> so, guys, I, if if your church is not doing church discipline, uh, you see rampant sin going on. There's nothing done about it. You I would either encourage maybe. Hey, you can go to your elders about it. Why is this not being done? And if they they refuse to acknowledge it in any any biblical way, I would encourage you to find another church because this is a church that tolerates sin. It just tolerates sin. And and if you care about holiness, you cannot be at that church because they don't. Right? A church is to be holy, right? Real call to be holy as the Lord is holy. And so this is why I say church discipline is um, um, very key in the body. I've never seen church discipline, man. I I have Uh, our church practice it. Our church does not play around. (laughs) If someone is living in unrepentant sin, refusing to repent. Guys, I'm not talking about struggling with sin. The, our, our, my church is very gracious with those. I'm talking about full on just, no, I will not repent. I will not repent of this. Have no desire to repent. Continues in it. It's unashamed about it in some sense. Yeah, we, we're going to remove you. You will not be a church member. You're You're being taken off the church membership list. And we will not associate with you. Cause we're not gonna enable you to think everything's good. What is church discipline? Just kicking people out? No, it's 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 it, it is that, but it's not just that. Um, <coughs> I, like I said, it's not it's not to associate with that person anymore, unless you're calling them to repentance. But we're not just, we, bro. We're not gonna be hanging out playing Xbox. If I'm if if we're having a conversation. All I have to say to you is repent, bro. Repent. That's it. Otherwise, you're a Gentile and tax collector to me. We don't have any kind of relationship like that. So church discipline is important. Church discipline is important. Let me let me do something real quick. There we go. There we go. Oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold hold, hold up, hold up. There we there we go there we go. <laughs> so yeah, um. So yeah, church discipline is necessary. Uh, other things, I I I you know, um, obviously as church grows in um. <clears throat> um. Like I said, I could elaborate on some of those th- things even more, but. And like I said, I have some other things that are important to the church, but I, I think they should be happening naturally. And, and and obviously, churches will be maybe at varying degrees of this. But the other the 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 things I've, I've mentioned so far, I think are um. they they're they're a church cannot have that, right? A church must have a biblical gospel. They must have sound doctrine. They must have biblical sacraments. They must have church discipleship and growth. It must be some kind of form of teaching other people going on. Um, multiple elders, which who are qualified. Uh, multiple deacons who are qualified, right? These church membership, church discipline. These are these are non starters. A church must have have these things. Where is church membership? Uh, I, well, I I don't know if you just heard me, uh, David, uh. Um, great question I think it's a good question but the bible assumes that you would join the church when you're a believer yeah I, I, maybe you just got in here and I discussed it before this comment but um the the analogy of the marriage and the uh, uh the body it, it, it demonstrates membership the fact that the uh, elder knows who his flock is it it it, 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 is, it demonstrates that the that the past that the people have joined under the leadership of the of the elder um and like i said and one of my main points was if you were not a member of a church of uh you know in the apostles day apostles paul's day you wouldn't have even received the epistle you know yeah yeah david i, I get your heart i know you're not being uh confrontational I, I i i can clearly see that so i hope those things are helpful for you um there's uh, there's many resources about church membership um online and stuff and maybe I'll try to provide some links into this uh discussion into this uh description as well because I know a lot of people have questions about the church. I've re- I said I was going to do this episode like 2 weeks ago and ever since then I've had people just like please do this episode, please, please, please and I'm like you know something'll happen I'm like I'll push it back but um yes, the epistle names members of the church. Even more reason why to join the church. <laughs> Um, they're known in the church by the elders great great argument as well other things that should be happening in the church other important things in the church right there should be genuine fellowship right and after this i'm going to take some questions if you guys would like to have some questions for me there should be fellowship in the church one of the things i hate to see you know i remember the days of visiting a church trying to find a church and you know, the service is over in five minutes. Everybody's out of the church, right? Everybody's out of the church, man. I'll say this, uh, at my church and, and my church is not the standard. My church is not the standard. I'm just giving you a, a example of what, um, happens at my church. Um, man, two hours after the service, people are still fellowshipping, right? People are still fellowshipping, man. Uh, you know, um, getting you know getting to know new people so yesterday super bowl sunday um so we were already fellowship like hour and a half after church then people like hey man you want to come over i'm like sure let's do it i could care less about the game I, you guys know i like sports but you know i wasn't even really paying attention about the game because man i was just so in deep enriched in the good fellowship that was happening so guys if you've never had that fellowship where you're just like it hurts to leave some of you guys know what I'm talking about, where you have church members that are so near and dear to you. Right. When you're together with them. And I mean, I stayed over there. So like our church from like so our church starts at 1 30. So from 1 30 to like eleven o'clock, <laughs> I was hanging out with brothers in the Lord. And man, it was a such a good time, man. Such a good time. That's why I would say, man, if you do not have a church where you don't have that rich fellowship, encourage it encourage it because man it's so needed yes go to lunch with them and you start inviting them over you start doing something about it right because so many people well nobody gets together and i'm not feeling real close with well you do something right you do something right don't be the complainer be the problem solver (laughs) yeah invite them over hey bro what are you doing after church what, what are you doing at you? You want to come over? You want to go out to eat? Come to my house, bro. Or you can't do it today? You can't do it today? How about tomorrow? You know, let's do something this week. So. I would encourage that. I would encourage that. Hold on a second. Gotta. Gotta put somebody on time out who keeps. He says, I'm going to ascribe from this trash. Unsubscribe, please do. So, yes, man, some, some sweet fellowship, man. Someone said, I've never been in a church like that. Stir it up. You know what I mean? Stir this up. Stir it up in your church. Start provoking people. Hey, let's. why, why don't we have this? Call it out and then be the problem. Hey, sister, come over. Hey, brother, come over. Start inviting people. Because most people want it. But sometimes they just don't know how to. (laughs) uh, People. Sometimes just people can be like awkward about it. Right. You know what I mean? We have our idiosyncrasies. And our our, you know weird quirks about us. Yes. Pray for a church like this. It should be happening. It should, should be happening. But I'm saying if it's not you the member start encouraging it start start uh, encouraging you go to a presby church not Presbyterian. I love, hey that was i was in the same shoes a year ago and same thing same thing uh so other important things uh fellowship in the church uh so yes so this idea of being a member organized yes you hey, just be involved being involved there should be singing in the church I mean, just singing together. The Bible talks about us gathering together, singing, right? Like, I mean, I, I I don't think I have a crazy good voice, but I do like singing when I get with the saints, right? We sing, worship, we worship God together. Another point I have is accountability amongst the members. You should not only have that with the elders, but also with the members of the church. Um, Husbands, you got your wives, wives, husbands, right? Right there should also be giving yes this is not just and i don't mean in the sense of the word of faith where give your seed and he's going to bless you no you give cuz you have a heart of joy to to bless the ministry of the church the local body guess what the church ain't free <laughs> if you if you usually they're they're paying for the utilities and you participate in the church uh being able to operate oftentimes churches have missionaries they uh they partner with and support and you participate in that. So, yes, there should you should be giving to your local church. Like I said, if you have the if it's about giving to me. Or giving to your church, give to your church every time I'm not your pastor. And that's another thing. Just because you watch this does not mean you attend the church of all things theology. I, I appreciate you watching. But if you're going to support something more than anything, support your church. Support your church. I'm just saying. (laughs) My wife just texted me. No more Waterloo for you. (laughs) Why not? (sighs) She shouldn't have bought it because now she put me on. So, yes. So, yes. Accountability. uh, Giving. And I'll say this. Joy. Joy. You should be having joy in the body of Christ. You should be excited, man. I know for me, man, you know, and obviously people are going to be closer to other people in the church, but you know, you see those dear, sweet brothers in your church. You're just like, what's up, bro? What's like, you could have saw him yesterday. Yeah. What's up, man? Like I I get excited, you know? And so, man, like people who are not in the church, I feel sorry for you. I I truly do. And I'm talking about those who, who. Don't want none of a part of it. I understand there are circumstances where um, <laughs> I'm reading my wife's text. I understand there are circumstances which um, people have trouble finding a church and that deserves compassion. You should have compassion about those situations. But those who just like, I don't need the church. We've seen that in the comments section already. Man, it's it's you're you're missing out. You're missing out on that consistent. A uh, biblical pattern we have, you know. Uh, another thing, important thing in the church is holiness, right? This this communal holiness, this uh, corporate holiness that should be striven for collectively, right? Individually in our personal lives, but collectively as well. And uh, last point I have here, but you know, if if anyone has questions, is serving. We should be serving. One one thing I love about my wife is, you know, she gets there. And she's immediately, uh, you know, serving the table, uh, you know, setting out the coffee, sweeping the floors. And I'm just like, man, I look, I'm like, wow, man, here's my wife. She's serving like it's a joy to see. It's a joy to see other people serve, too. Right. Like, man, you ever had someone just serve you like you've been like. So in my in my church, if someone's sick, right, someone's sick, we'll start like a meal train. And, man, you'll just be overwhelmed by, like, I didn't even know this person knew me, you know? Or, you know, wow, it was so kind for them to make me make me this. And you're just overwhelmed by the service of the body of Christ. See, you don't get that when you're not in the church, right? You just got to get your Uber Eats, right? Uber Eats is your service, right? But brothers and sisters get to serve you. And I, I don't know from, from my wife. I mean, she's very excited. Not when people get sick. They'll, they'll hear that. But she's very excited for the opportunity. When someone's sick, to serve, right, and so you should be too. In any opportunity, to serve. Someone needs help moving. If you're available, hey, hey, brother, you, you, you need help. Like, it's what the body is for, y'all. It's what the body's for. So yeah, at this time, I'm taking some questions. Uh, question. I spent the afternoon looking at Reformed churches. Their website mentioned their cultural beliefs, not the doctrine. What is going on? Yeah, I, I, I don't know about that. Yeah, I can't. I can't uh, help. That. And let me say this, guys, let me say this, because you may not find you may search churches. You may not find the most reformed church or. um, I, I don't know what else it is you look for in churches. You may not find your pet peeves, but if they have all the things that I've listed. And maybe they're not reformed. I would encourage you to attend that church to serve there faithfully, find the best church. And serve there. See, so many people are like, well, don't have this one thing I want. I can't go there now. Th- that's not the attitude. Because if if this church is still a, uh, a a true church, right? It's a true church. they are true brothers in here. You can't find anywhere else to go. Then you should faithfully serve there. I've I've attended churches that I haven't agreed with a, a lot of the theological positions. But they had the gospel, sound doctrine. Uh, church membership, church discipline, you know, all those issues. And I and I faithfully serve there. You know, not causing a ruckus on every little di- not being a problem in the church, not being a not being that problem member. I mean, there's so many practical issues we can get into. Uh, let me see what else. Uh, let's see. Um, Let's see. Yeah, this guy's not going to stay on topic. He's not going to stay on topic. So, Kato, do you think Protestant churches are the only valid form of Christianity or do you Catholic and Orthodox churches have any validity? So, I'll be careful how I answer this, but remember, I I, I talked about um, the list I gave about holding to the gospel, right? Uh, I do not believe that Catholic and Orthodox churches do hold to the gospel, Uh, at least not as a whole. Now, every now and then you will find some strange Catholic who affirms sola fide. It's very strange. Or some some priest all alone by himself who does not agree with a lot of the doctrines of the church. Right. If one denies uh, salvation by grace through faith, they deny the gospel. It's, it's the gospel is that, uh, I mean, they would have to agree the same thing. So, so I guess it would be a case by case scenario, but largely according to the uh, Catholic catechisms, I would have to, I would have to say no. And of the many Orthodox people I've talked to, I would have to say no as well. And so, um, you think you don't know, bro. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if, if, if you have any legitimate questions, uh, let me say that. If you just want to complain that I'm a Protestant, that's fine. I mean, but if you have any legitimate questions, um, I am willing to take some uh, maybe about this, uh, the issues of uh, the things I've raised tonight. And hopefully hopefully this, this video was encouraging. Hopefully it was helpful. Uh to to grow you in your doctrine of ecclesiology. Like I said, I gave many biblical support, so the God knows nothing. I mean, I, I, I lay my foundation down in scripture, so I mean, kinda really shows what you're disagreeing with ultimately is scripture, not me, because so yeah. Um <laughs> Uh, like i said even when i encourage try to do <laughs> see see I, I could never make anybody happy I, when i rebuke false teachers people are mad i i i give a positive presentation of what the bible says and i don't bring up any false teachers people are still mad so you can't make any uh <laughs> can't make anybody happy what are your thoughts about progressive christianity how do we deal with it oh yeah pr- there's the progressive christianity is problematic because it denies it denies any kind of uh objective word of god you know progressive christianity is rooted in liberalism and postmodernism. so how do we deal with it um if you're in that church leave uh leave because that church has abandoned any kind of uh uh you know scripture being the foundation long time ago um and and evangelize to them that's, I, that's what i would tell you argue uh, they need to be evangelized not partner with Let's see, can you address churches who spend millions on buildings and 4% on outreach? Yeah, um, right. They want the building to look the best. And as far as like the gospel going out, that's kind of like very minimal. I'll say this. It's it's not a non... I don't think it should be a non... Um, like, oh, let's say the church has everything else, but they're just maybe imbalanced on this. I would still go there, but probably address this stuff like, hey, can can we can we like stop focusing on on this and maybe do more on outreach i mean can can, can we assist in that like so maybe it'd be, it'd be an issue of like maybe even bringing it up to the elders like guys like if you have issues in your church you have to bring it to your elders don't don't just complain on you know to your buddies bring it to the elders first and foremost before you even talk to anyone else um if if you if you can so yeah i I mean there are a lot of uh churches who I mean they, 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 they want the aesthetics right of the building and right the youth ministry. We gotta have all these Xbox and you know the do these events to attract people out of our church and it's just like can we just preach the Bible and do what the Bible says? So no, I totally uh I totally hear what you're saying. Uh let's see. Let's see who else. <laughs> um Oh, you say Protestants often try to de-emphasize faith without works. Is de- no, I, we don't de-emphasize. We just we just believe there's a distinction. I've taught much on, um, um, you know, sanctification. I think that's important as well. So yeah, it would be good to have resources and the points you touch on when searching for a church. Okay, yeah, that's that's good. How how about this? I'll try to leave a uh, a um, if you refer back to this video. link in the description section that kind of brings that about let me so there are church searches out there enola and people who are looking if you're looking for a lot of the churches that kind of like i've described maybe you can just type in church search or there's a specific church uh, baptist church search um maybe i'll try to put a church search in the um, description as well to be helpful for you provide a resource Um, i would encourage a reformed church uh, search now some people disagree with me on that that's fine We have our distinctions there, but, um, you know, you you need to be in a church, you know? And so hopefully, yes, I will provide some resources that kind of, uh, uh, you know, in a nutshell, talk about some of the things I did. Uh, Yes. And prayer. Yeah. It should be a praying church. Amen. Thank you, uh, David. Uh, let's see. Let's see what else. Um, uh, Re- reform wiki has a uh, church search if so man uh, that's cool i'll have to check it out yes this is a great question can you address the level of transparency members should expect on finances when tithing is mandatory so <coughs> yes i believe your church if you are giving to the church the the elders financial board whatever <laughs> however that looks in your church should be very upfront with where the money is going to how the money that's being given by the body is uh being used so our church has we have we'll probably have like quarterly uh finance meetings and they'll lay out everything of where the money was how much money was given and then how much how what of that money was was spent and where it was allocated to so um yes there should be transparency in these issues to like Hey, we need to know where the money's being spent because we, because guess what? We can keep you accountability now, elders. And so, uh, yeah, I, I am totally, I'm totally with you on that point. Uh, yes, nine marks is, is good. Church search, uh, check that out. I, I read your whole comment. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, let's see. I'll try to put a church search that is, uh, pretty decent and like i said you can you can find others uh that uh do church churches as well so off topic are you going to break down the ishan keep the law video oh wait hold on that's not the right comment off topic are you going to break down ishan's keep the law video so i have it in my watch later but i haven't watched it so probably (laughs) probably yes we have finance meeting so so, yeah guys uh hope man I, I hope this video was just encouraging um God bless you uh Joshua man you're you're a blessing to to the all things theology chat I'm just playing Podcast. podcast not church <laughs> I remember when I thought I didn't need the church it was I was a pretty unpleasant person praise God for community yeah same I remember using hey man I am the church i I, I don't need to go to church I am the church right it's like oh how naive <laughs> Oh man, my 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 much of my growth has happened inside of the church. I was an immature fool, in some sense. Probably someone will say you still are. All right, that's fine. <laughs> uh, man, I was very immature before I came into a solid biblical church who taught the Bible. Man, I was just getting. At, man, I mean, I still get convicted every week, but at, it was at like a times one thousand every week. I was just being convicted because I'm like. Yo, these dudes are like preaching to me every week. Like <laughs> But I was like, Man, I need this church. Cause I was I was around so many men who knew the Bible way better than I did. Way better. And I was like, it was convicting, but it was like, this these are the people I need to be around. Right? Not 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 the people who don't who I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. Cause I wanna be challenged and I wanna I wanna grow. And so, man. It was it was a amazing time joining me. I've been at my church for about eight years. Um and it's it's been a blessing and so if anybody's in the uh North Texas area need a church, hey, comment on this video and I'll hook you up with a good church. Um personally. I will personally invite you to my church and so <laughs> hopefully that will be good if you are. So So yeah, if you guys are uh oh look at this. Look at my wife. <laughs> You've definitely grown. So yeah. Yeah, man, so I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. And so man, I hope this video was helpful. I definitely will add uh kind of kind of a summary of all the things I've talked about uh B B if you want to look at that, just kind of click back probably in 10 minutes and also a church search. Uh, I will get that uh get that in the description as well. Oh, you, no, I'm I'm not in San Antonio, Texas. If that's where you're at. I'm I'm in um like North Texas uh north north of dallas so uh god's god's promised land <laughs> yeah and uh yeah so uh yeah guys we're gonna end it here guys hope this video was helpful hope it was encouragement tomorrow tomorrow guys make sure you're uh set your reminder for this video you can go on the, my channel and set your reminder for it. i will be doing a video on the trinity Yes, I will be explaining the doctrine of the Trinity. I'll be joined by a special guest. So make sure you join. Make sure you uh, just have your Bibles ready. Like I said, I want to do more of these teachings. I hope I hope this is kind of like, the not the first, but first one in a while. And so I hope this was just helpful, man, and it just encouraged your heart and soul. And so, yes, tomorrow we'll be doing a video on the doctrine of the Trinity. Have your Bibles ready. Be ready. And so, yes. Uh, yes, yes. Um, yeah, so hopefully, like I said, I'll get those resources for you and you will refer to this video if you have any questions. And feel free to email me if you have any questions. So, you guys know how we do it. Till the next time. Grace and, Grace and peace, y'all. Grace and peace. Grace and peace, Grace and peace. Grace and peace y'all. Till the next time. Grace and peace.